Good morning. Great to see everybody this morning. Of course, it's kind of hard to tell if you're sticking your tongue out at me or not, because with all those masks on. <laughs> well, as Parker said, my name is John Bertram, and uh, this is my lovely wife, Pam, that's with me. And we're kind of the uh, new old folks. <laughs> we're new to the Oxford Vineyard, but um, uh, we've been around. And of course, there's a picture of my family. Uh, we just added a new one uh, two months ago. Jameson is two months old. He's doing great. He's a great-grandson. So it really makes you feel old when you have great-grandkids. When uh, John approached me and asked me if I'd share some things that I would like to see uh, passed on to uh, the next generation of, of vineyard <coughs> churches and people, uh, I said, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see everything passed on. <laughs> everything that God did, we'd like to see passed on. And I felt like the uh, best way to share that is just to uh, share some of my testimony. Uh, I felt like I was kind of born into church. And one of the reasons why I felt that was that uh, my parents had a farm and the farm was in uh, in kind of rural area. There was no other churches around. So dad decided, hey, uh, I got like five acres or six acres that, are, that kind of uh, meet up with the road. <coughs> and uh, what he decided to do was to donate it to the church. And you got to remember, we lived in a place that we called Third and Plum. It was kind of the third holler down, plum back to the end. So uh, there was a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of road frontage, and he gave that to the church. So when I came along, um, my mom played the piano, and uh, I think maybe a few days after I was born, she was carrying me in a basket. She'd sit me down beside the piano and, and play the piano for worship. Uh, so that was back in, uh, uh, in the sticks. We... Uh, we stayed at that little church when, when, I, when I was eight years old, I accepted Jesus into my life. And I felt like that he came in and, and I accepted him as my savior. We, um, we moved around there for a little bit and my dad uh, got, had a job that moved to Ohio. So we, we ventured into Ohio. And in, in Ohio, we uh, went to uh, grade school and high school, uh, met my lovely wife in high school, and, and uh, so after high school, we got married, uh, went off to pursue, pursue college and a, uh, a career in electronics, um, and we were kind of in Indiana for quite some time, uh, and when then we eventually moved back to Cincinnati. And we were doing pretty good uh, through all that. I was still, uh, we were still going to church, and I was kind of you know, we we did all the right things. We went to church on Sunday. I read my Bible on Sunday. You know, that's important if you go to church. You need to read your Bible at least once a week, and I did on, on Sunday. And uh, the other thing that we did was, uh, of course, we gave money. You know, that was all the other important thing. So we thought we had all the bases covered. You know, you go to church, you read your Bible, and you give money. That's that's what church is all about, right? <laughs> Well, for us, that we felt comfortable with that until uh, 
we were at a small church here in, in Ohio, and uh, we had, we were, our kids were growing up, and so we, um, we got involved with some of the youth and teaching some of the, the kids. And uh, one of the things that we got involved in was we would take the children to a uh, kind of a Christian uh, concert that was out in the park. It was in um, Asbury, Kentucky, and it was called Igthus. And so we would load up all the kids. That, um, I think we had like 15 kids or something, and, and we'd haul them down to Igthus to spend a, a weekend listening to, to music and testimonies and whatever. And it was a great time. Uh, most of the time uh, it was wet because it was always held at the end of April. And, of course, around here, the end of April is always monsoon season where you, it just rains and rains and rains. And uh, so this was in the um, late 70s, early 80s. Um, the one weekend we went down there, it was, it was raining, rained the whole time we, I think we were there. And uh, the kids were, we couldn't identify them because they were so covered in mud. You know, we just kind of picked 15 out and brought them back with us. We thought, we was hoping that they were the right ones. They turned out to be. Um, but we got back to um, our house, and we're unpacking, and, and kind of uh, everybody's wet and muddy, and uh, we decided that we would just go down to my basement, and we would just kind of stand around in a circle. And I was like, you know, how do we, how do we end this on a good note? Because we've been in rain all for two or three days, and it's like, well, let's just get her in a circle. And so we circled up the kids and we said, everybody hold hands. And I just want you to think of one thing that you can say a, a prayer of thanksgiving for. You know, if it was, you know, you like, uh, you like a certain band or whatever, you know, just say one thing that you're thankful for for this, for this time that we've spent together. So the kids, uh, I thought that was pretty safe. The kids begin to pray. And uh, as they began to pray around the, the circle, they got about halfway around the circle, and all of a sudden, the room was filled with a presence. And kids began to fall down on their knees. Some of them began to weep. Uh, some of them said their, their, le their legs felt like rubber. Um, a couple of them started speaking in tongues. And so we're standing in the circle, and my wife looks over and gives me the wife look, you know, like, what is this? And uh, I give her the husband look back, I don't know. <laughs> but we, uh, so we, we stood there, and, and after, after everything broke up, we, uh, my wife said, why didn't you stop that? And I said, I didn't start it, how am I supposed to stop it? Turns out that the, uh, the Holy Spirit had decided to visit us in our, in our one Thanksgiving prayer. Needless to say, the, the teens, when they, when they shared it with their mom and dad, they weren't uh, too thrilled about the experience. So we were kind of put on the, the do not uh, visit list for a while. <laughs> um, but what that did, it started me searching. You know, I thought I was, I was safe. I was uh, out of sight, out of mind, basically with God, you know. God, I was, I was doing my thing, you know. I did the, the church money and, and read my Bible. I thought that, that was, I was safe. I didn't think God would pers was pursuing me because I was just trying to stay out of sight, out of mind. 
I don't know if any of you have ever done that or tried to be that or not in church, but uh, that was where I was at. So it started me looking in the Bible and the Scripture, and man, as I looked in the Scripture, everything that happened to those kids I found in that book, you know, it was all in here. It was like, wow. Uh, I must have read it before, but I just, it just didn't dawn on me what it was all about. So I started telling some friends of mine uh, about the experience. Uh, it turns out that they had, two of my friends had, had uh, been to the vineyard in uh, California, Ken Gullitson's vineyard. It was kind of the first one that, that sprang up. And they says, oh yeah, said, um, there's a guy by the name of John Wimber that's, and uh, he, he talks about all this stuff and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of normal church stuff. And I was like, what? I'd never heard of that before. And uh, they said, yeah, it's, uh, he's, uh, he's going to be speaking in Tennessee, so why don't, uh, why don't we all get together and go? And I says, yeah, that's great. So we all piled into a car, and uh, we went to, to Tennessee to see Wimber. We got there early, and, um, which was probably a good thing. I mean, if you get there early, you can pick the seat that you want. So we, we all sat on the front row. <laughs> Uh, well, we just wanted to check things out, you know. I had my Schofield Bible, and I was all set to uh, see what was going on. So as we sat there and, um, uh, uh, you know, through the message, and, you know, I checked out everything Wimber was saying in, in the book. He was talking about healing. He was talking about signs and wonders. He was talking about the kingdom of God. And sure enough, all those things were in this book. And we... Uh, we were on the front row, so when they, he said, well, now that we've talked about all this stuff, uh, it's lab time. We're going to do some of it. And uh, it was like, wow, I've never heard that before either. But he, be, he just started playing on the keyboard, and he said, I'm, he called the ministry team up. Well, this parade of teenagers come walking up, you know, in front of everybody. And I, I would say teenagers, they're probably anywhere from, I don't know, 13 to 18 years old, something around that. And uh, so they're standing up there, and Wimber is just playing on the, on the piano um, some worship songs. And when they asked, uh, he, he would stop every now and then and say, well, the Holy Spirit just wants to, to be over in this section and move across this way or whatever. And sure enough, there would be a kind of a wave of, of you would just sense this wave that go across the room. As we, uh, as we stood there, all of a sudden the power of God just, just came upon all of us, all of us guys that were standing there in the front row. Of course, we didn't have to go forward. We were right there. And uh, so I remember going down to my knees and, and, and all, actually down to the floor. And, of course, I was weeping. And, and in, in my life, I was just saying, God, I'm so sorry, you know, uh, sorry for all my sin. I'm sorry for, for ignoring you and the, the things that you wanted to do in my life. So as I, as I knelt there on the floor with the snot running down <laughs> into the carpet and uh, tears, um, I happened to look up a couple times and I seen these white tennis shoes in front of me. And I looked up and there was, I don't know, maybe a girl, maybe she might have been 15 years old. And every time she would say, more God, I would feel this, power of, of, of kind of hit me 
and I'd be, get, go back down on the floor again. So I don't really know how long I was down there, but I do know one thing, that it, it changed me from the inside out. It changed me from the inside out. Uh, we got up, and the guys kind of circled up, and we started to pray, and, and uh, you know, I said a few words, and I didn't understand what I was saying, and so I stopped, and one of my buddies says, I think you're speaking in tongues. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but um, anyway, God impacted me with such a, an impact, and I knew that I would never be the same again. Uh, came back home, um, me and our buddies, we decided God must really want to use us doing something. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had that experience. So we decided every Saturday, we're going we're gonna to take time out and just say, God, uh, this is your Saturday. You tell us what to do, and we'll go do it. So we would pray, and then we would jump in an, uh, either an old truck or car, and we would head out uh, to see what God had for us. And sometimes when we'd pray, God would say, uh, you know, go down, go south or go north or whatever. And so we would just do that. Uh, we wound up, you know, picking up hitchhikers. Uh, we wound up uh, um, helping people along the road with their cars. I mean, it, it was anything. We were just looking for an opportunity to say, God, use us today. In that, in that we, we led several people to the Lord. I mean, when you stop and pick up a hitchhiker and you put them between you and the car, they're kind of, you know, they can't go anyplace. <laughs> you got their total attention. Um, and we would also, um, a few times we felt like, well, let's go downtown, you know, like on Vine Street in Cincinnati where there's lots of people and we'll pass out tracks. You know, we had these little tracks, uh, the, the uh, four spiritual laws, I don't know, if you had those or not. Well, we, we bought a bunch of them and thought, wow, we'll, we'll give these out. These have all the story in them, you know. You just flip through the pages that tells you the whole, the whole story. So we, we would go out and pass those out. And then after we passed them out, we would go and pick them all up off the floor, off the ground where people, <laughs> they kind of looked at them, eh, another one of them things, and, and toss it down. Well, uh, at that time, I was, uh, I, I'd always Loved garden, loved raising garden, loved raising all kinds of vegetables. And by the way, if anybody wants any cucumbers, those are organic cucumbers from our garden. You're welcome to take as many as you want that are out in the foyer there. Um, but I had this bumper crop of beans, and it was like, I like picked like a couple bushel of beans. And uh, so... We went out to the kind of the same places where we were passing out the cards. And uh, on, in the back of the truck, we flipped it down and had a couple of bushel of beans. And we just started inviting people. Hey, would anybody like some fresh green beans right, picked right out of the garden? And all of a sudden, we had a line, you know, people lining up to get green beans. And it was like uh, once they lined up you know, and we had their attention, we, we would talk about God. We would present the gospel to them. And... Several of them we, you know, would pray with us, and, and it was like, it was like, we're on to something here, you know? Green beans works. <laughs> Soon after that, um, 
we had been praying, God, you know, what we need in Cincinnati is a vineyard. And so as we prayed, we found out that Todd Hunter was coming from uh, West Virginia to up to do some interest meetings in Cincinnati. So we began to go to those interest meetings. They were on a Friday night, and um, they would play some really simple songs, just uh, simple songs, and they were songs that, that were first person. It wasn't so much singing about God or singing uh, how good he was. It was singing to God. And in Colossians, you know, we see that... Uh, when they gathered together, they would sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. And I, I emphasize to God because most of the times when I was growing up, we always sang songs about God. I mean, it was, they were great songs. I mean, uh, and we loved singing them, but I'd never ex- experienced singing songs to God. And they were simple songs like, God, I love you. I worship you. I praise you. I adore you. And they were songs that, um, one of the values of, of Early Vineyard was that when we sang songs, we would close our eyes and sing, and we'd open our eyes to pray. Um, because we were singing to God. We were singing, God, uh, we invite you to come be with us. We love you. We adore you. We worship you. We praise you. And during that time, God began to, to build in Cincinnati. Uh, Steve Shogren came. Uh, we moved him in. Uh, we had a big, uh, I think we moved him in in like November, and then Christmas was coming up. And, and so we got all excited. We, uh, we bought presents for kids, some food, some Christmas trees. And so we just went out to, to give the, all that away, basically. The only problem that we had was that we wrapped all the presents and we forgot to mark whether it was boy or girl. <laughs> so uh, early on, we told the people they had, they had to learn how to do spiritual discernment on which was the boy presents and which was the girl presents. It, wor- it all worked out fine. Um, and Steve Shogren came at that time and uh, we told him what we were doing. It was... Uh, and all of a sudden, things just clicked that uh, servant evangelism was part of what God was birthing in Cincinnati. Uh, and it was a real move of God that, that has spread throughout all the vineyards now. But just a simple act of, of giving away whatever God gave us means a whole lot. And I think it's also true with the kingdom of God. Um, in 1 Corinthians, it says, the kingdom of God does not consist of talk, but in power. I mean, we've, we had talked about kingdom of God, and we always thought it was for something that was in the future. But what we'd experienced was that when we began to worship and when we began to, to spend time uh, worshiping and and praying that the kingdom of God would just fill the place. And it wasn't just from talk. It was a, a, a power, a spirit. And as we went out, we experienced the kingdom of God. 
you know, in, in, uh, well, in the Gospels, in Mark and Luke and Matthew, they talk to, the, the, he talks about the kingdom of God is at hand, the, the finger of God. Uh, when the finger of God is moving, the, the kingdom of God is near. Uh, and by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God comes. So we were experiencing something, uh, and I believe it was the kingdom of God. Also, as we, as we began to, uh, to kind of learn about the kingdom of God, we learned about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. A lot of the things that, that are taught now in Sockham, uh, we kind of learned the hard way by experience. And that was the other good thing about the vineyard was that we expected everybody to make mistakes. How many of you in church expect to make mistakes? <laughs> Well, uh, the one thing about it was it was okay to make a mistake. It was expected. I mean, how else do you learn a, to learn how to ride a bike unless you fall off a few times, right? So that was the other freedom that we had. We had freedom to, to make a mistake as long as we were going for whatever God was, was doing there. But during this time period, we, we did a lot of uh, teachings, uh, on, on the kingdom of God, uh, on ministry, on signs and wonders. And everything that God was giving us, we felt like God told us to give away. So we started inviting all the churches around if they wanted uh, to go out with us to, to uh, minister to the poor, give food away, whatever, we would invite them to come and go with us. Uh, we would do seminars on, on uh, praying for the sick. And... Uh, as a matter of fact, I think in the early uh, mid, mid-80s, I think I was even here in Oxford doing a, a seminar for, uh, uh, on healing. It was kind of a, uh, it, was, it was one of those things that Steve had set up and he was going to do the teaching. And then like uh, on Wednesday, uh, we were going to do the seminar on Friday. On Wednesday, uh, he did something to his leg and he tore a ligament. And so he was in the hospital. So I get a call like on Thursday, John, uh, you know the seminar we're going to do in Oxford? And I said, yeah. I was going to go up there as a, as a you know, part of the prayer team. He said, uh, you're teaching it. <laughs> uh, and I did one of those prayers of, oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> uh, we had a good time though. What we see in, in uh, the other value that I want to pass on is that it's not a ministry of the ministers. The vineyard is, is about the ministry of the body. Um, when, we, when we read the book of Acts, you know, Acts chapter 2, uh, 4, where the Holy Spirit comes, it says that the Holy Spirit filled them all. It just didn't fill the disciples but it said it filled them all. Everyone was there, 120 or so that was gathered there. It filled all of them. All of them spoke in tongues. All of them proclaimed Jesus to the 3,000 or so people that were gathered there. They all did. And it wasn't just, uh, I mean, finally Peter stepped up and said, uh, this is a, the prophetic fulfillment of, of Jewel. Uh, but they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all ministering and ministers of God. And that was the way the body of Christ 
first started. That was the way the first church started. And I believe that uh, that's one of the things that we need to, to uh, latch onto, one of the values, that it's a ministry of the body. Uh, that any of us can, can minister through the gift of the Holy Spirit and through the, the things of, of the kingdom of God. And part of the, uh, in that process of, of uh, teaching, we would say, uh, come and, and go with us. I think that's the way you make disciples. It's not just a, about saying you need to be a disciple. It's about modeling. And so you would say, come and go with me. We'll, we'll go pray for the sick. Or some, you might be praying with someone that's never prayed before, and you would pray, and you say, now it's your turn. It's your turn to pray. And that's how we make disciples. So when it says, go and make disciples through all the earth, I believe that we're to go to and model it. We're to go and, and, and not only preach and talk about it, but we're to demonstrate the kingdom of God. We're to demonstrate uh, praying for the sick. We're to demonstrate feeding the poor. We're to demonstrate all these things as a body, not just as, as the, the pyramid thing that we have in America where you know the kind of pastors on top and everybody else is underneath it's more of a of a family it's a body moving together in ministry so today I think that um, what God wants to do is to uh, uh, bless you and pass on that uh, spirit that he placed in our hearts to seek hard after him and to move in those in the little things because what i found out what we found out is if you move in the little things he moves in the big things if you move in in growing green beans <laughs> he moves in healing the sick and so today um, if you want to receive that when we when we have some ministry time, just come up and, and we would love to pray and, and kind of pass that on uh, to all the churches, to all the, the people that are here, to all the people that are, that are watching. So let's just pray for a moment. Father, thank you that you're here. I thank you, Lord, that, that your desire is to, is to move in your spirit through all of us. And I pray today, Lord, that you would just come in your power and your presence to fill this place. To capture our hearts again. Father, the things that, that I experienced when I was on the floor in your presence, Lord. I pray that you just capture our hearts that way again. That we're not out of sight or out of mind. Lord, you have a calling for each of us. Your presence in each of us.
moving through each of us. Thank you for the worship that you placed in us, Lord, that we sing songs to you. That when we worship, Lord, your spirit fills us. We know your presence.